0: Hey gals! Welcome back to another episode of Working Gals Guide. I am so pumped that everyone is back and listening, as always, and I'm super excited for today's conversation with today's guest. Um, as always, again, when have I not been excited? Um, today's guest is Emily Elizabeth Duong, and she has an amazing story. So she's in her early twenties, but she actually started a company when she was 16 in high school. Since being 16 and starting that company, she's now grown it to be a globally renowned company that is, you know, shipping all over the world, people in different countries um, from the UK to Canada to Mexico to the US, all are about her brand, which is amazing. I do want to stress again, she's still in her early 20s. So within a short period of time, she's been able to grow that business. And she really talks us through that journey, why she started the business, how she scaled it, um, the different steps that she's taken, the help that she's gotten along the way as well. She also talks about the tough things, the challenges, but of course, all the highs as well. So a great story there and very inspirational. How many people do you know that are in their early 20s that have grown a global company? So alongside that, and the part that really has inspired me as well, is that on top of having this own company that she started, she also has a traditional nine to five in sales. So this is amazing to me because she's able to balance both being an entrepreneur, but then also kind of the stark opposite, working for a corporation. So I love the conversation that I had with Emily because she really does give us the ins and the outs of why she believes having both experiences are amazing for her and have helped her grow as someone in business. So I do think that's a unique um, conversation that I had with her just because a lot of people I talk to, especially entrepreneurs, often kind of, for lack of a better term, beg on the corporate career and the corporate lifestyle. So they usually say, hey, like that wasn't for me. I don't like the nine to five structure. I don't like working for someone else, which is fair enough. But Emily actually has a different perspective where she actually says, I embrace it. She actually enjoys the experience and she feels like she's learning lessons from working in the corporate area, which she's been able to transfer over into her entrepreneurship as well. On top of that, she also talks about how working for that corporation has also given her experiences and opportunities that she would never have gotten if she just pursued her own company and worked alone. So with that being said, I don't want to give too much away. Um, I do want you to listen to the conversation and get it from her because she tells it so amazingly in her own story and own words. So do tune in for that. And I love the conversation that we have. Emily is a great girl and she has um, an amazing story. One that really inspired me and one that really did motivate me as well. Um, After we finished our chat, I did really feel inspired. I actually ran downstairs um, from my bedroom where I'm recording to tell my parents, oh my gosh, I just talked to this incredible, incredible girl um, and told them the entire story about her. So I think you're going to feel the exact same way. So, one last thing before we do get into the actual episode. So if you are enjoying today's episode, please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Also tell your friends. Um, I love when I go on Instagram and I see that people have screenshotted the episode that they're listening to on um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify and put it on their Instagram story, then tag me. I love that for so many reasons. First of all, thank you for listening. Um, Thank you as well for sharing it out to your friends. I think one of the ways that podcasts do grow is by you telling your friends about a podcast. So you know, if you if you do enjoy the episode, I, I love it when you do share the word um, with the people around you. So thank you so much for all those tuning in. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Emily. All right. Hey, Emily, how's it going? Thanks so much for coming today. I am
1: so excited to be chatting with you today. I love your concept of this podcast, and
0: I'm just super pumped to get into it. Yes, me as well. Um, And before we do get into it, I am kind of jealous that you live in California. Um, (laughs) We have such rainy weather today in Vancouver, and it's depressing. Not going to (laughs) lie. Oh, man. I cannot imagine
1: that. I I totally agree with you. I definitely feel so blessed and grateful to live in California, especially during this crazy time right now. Um, You know, with everything being a little sunnier over here and having close access to the beach, it does make it a little more bearable.
0: (laughs) Oh gosh. Yeah. Don't even talk about the beach to me. I'm so jealous right now. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm super glad to have you here today. Um, I'm sure everyone heard in the intro, but you're an incredible, incredible person, and you've done so much at such a young age. So I can't wait to get into your story. But before we do hop into it, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about you, where you're from, and what you're doing.
1: Yeah, so um, hi everyone. I'm Emily Duong, and a little bit about me. So I'll take you through a quick journey. Um, I grew up in a very small town in Pennsylvania. So it was maybe about like a town of 5,000 people. It was very small. Um, I grew up in like a very countryside area. And uh, um, during my childhood, I was a competitive figure skater and tennis player. um, So that definitely parlays into my background into what I do today. But when I was 18, I decided to pursue my dream of moving to Southern California to go to college. So I did that. I went to UC Irvine for two years, and then that didn't really work out for me. So I transferred to a smaller university known as Chapman University, and I graduated from there last May 2019. Um, And I studied communication and business. So that was such an awesome experience for me. And during college was when I really explored different options that I really do today. So my business at the time, um, I started it in late high school, Elite Skatewear, my custom figure skating dress brand. But... I didn't really scale it until I'd say probably junior year of college when I came to have better understanding of how to do business and how to scale something, how to get into retail stores, things like that. So uh, that was the time I was really using to focus on my business. And then uh, during senior year as well, that was when I started getting into the podcasting world. Um, I also was kind of ramping up my blog at the time. And so all of that I was doing in college and then I graduated. Um, traveled for a bit after that, and then um, got into sales. So that's what I do right now as like a nine to five job, which I actually do love. And then on top of that,
0: just balancing all the things I mentioned. That's amazing. You have such a cool story and you're doing so much. And it's cool that you've actually started your company Elite Skatewear while you were in high school. Like (laughs) how many high schoolers have their own company? That must've been such a journey. Um, (laughs) Did it just kind of come from the fact that you were a figure skater and Were you honestly just starting it so you could have your own, I guess, like skatewear outfits for yourself? Or what was the reason and kind of motivation for starting that?
1: I think there was two main things. So one was that, yes, I was a competitive figure skater already. And I have had like at that time, probably like eight, nine years of competitive experience already at that point. So I was like 16 or 17. And then secondly, at that age, as I'm sure most of us know, um, we tend to get into our teenage uh, tendencies. So Mm -hmm. I was very, um, you know, anti doing what people told me what to do.
0: Yes. And
1: (laughs) so I I went um, through that as
0: well. I fully (laughs) understand,
1: (laughs) especially as a girl, I think we all do. But, um, at the time I was like, Oh, I don't like any of the dresses I've been like, you know, the designers or dressmakers. My mom would choose for me. I was like, no, I don't like it. Can I design my own? And just long story short, um, she helped me kind of figure out where I can get it manufactured. And then from there, um, a lot of people, when I wore it to competitions, they'd be like, oh my God, your dress is so gorgeous. Where'd you get it? And it was kind of funny. I would be like, yeah, like I, I like created this design. I just had someone make it for me. And, um, later on just started on eBay and then from there to skilled and got into my own e-commerce website.
0: Amazing. That's so cool. Did you actually design everything yourself or did you have someone design it for you?
1: Yeah, so for the most part, I do a lot of the design work myself. Um, it's like not, I wouldn't say it, don't imagine it like a fashion designer way of designing, but it's more of a combining whether it's like, previous designs and then like changing it up a bit to create a new design for example um and then of course with the manufacturer um they are kind of like my co-designers in a sense because they know how to put pieces together already so when i share like a design idea i have they can help kind of pull it together or kind of uh, fix any details that that they kind of already innately know what will look good or not so um it's kind of like a whole I guess like teamwork process. Um, and I just, I, would say I'm more of like a style visionary versus like a design. So I just have like a overall style I have for the brand. Um, instead of kind of picking like intricate pieces of
0: design. For sure. That makes sense. That makes sense. And throughout this entire journey has your family, it seems like your mom helped you out a lot, which is amazing. Have they kind of been your support system and encouragers throughout this entire process?
1: Yeah, so to be really honest, I'd say my mom only helped me kind of like get started um, when I was 16, 17, because obviously at the time, it's like, who's going to talk to a (laughs) 16-year-old? Yeah, for sure. Uh. Um, But to be really honest, I think uh, my mom kind of hates this though, but my personality is very much like I like to do things by myself. Even um, it has played very poorly for me in in like school projects and things like that as well. So I'm not saying this is a great trait about me, but Mm -hmm. I don't actually really like getting outside help that much um so anytime my mom has wanted to you know help or just make sure that you know I'm not like a lost puppy um I actually tell her Mm -hmm. you know no um I actually don't want you to help and like I said it's not the most amazing trait because I do think sometimes you should accept help from other people but I think um for how things have turned out with the way I've scaled the business um doing it by myself has has gone you know really well so I'm happy with it
0: yeah, definitely. And I think the personality trait that you have, um, of course, I think with any trait that anyone has with their personality, there is always like the challenging side of it, but then there's also the very positive side of it as well. And it seems like you're channeling it into the right area that's really benefiting you, which is awesome. And like you said, you've been able to scale your company to like a global brand, which is just incredible for someone who's in their early twenties. Like how many people can say that in the early twenties? It's, it's so cool. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Of course, of course. Um, but I want to hear more about how you scaled. So you mentioned that you started scaling it um, a lot more when you started college. Um, but what kind of gave you the motivation to scale it more? And do you think it was university or college that actually gave you the the knowledge and the tools to do so? I think it's
1: a mix of both. So um, since I'm a super candid person, I'll I'll admit that kind of the foundation or fire that came within me to scale the business was due to a a very um, tough breakup for me during college. Um, And I was just a very, I'm sure many of those who are listening who has gone through a very difficult breakup know the feeling of just like slight depression and slight like just a lot of loneliness and emptiness of feeling. And so I felt that during my transition into junior year of college. And from there, I decided to remove my focus from, you know, what I was missing or from the whole relationship aspect and rather shift my focus into what I could do for myself and that first idea was, you know, improving the business. And so I remember that summer I actually created my e-commerce website for the first time. And I'll admit that I likely should have done this sooner. Um, But at the time, you know, how first two years of college, you kind of get distracted and you, you know, you divulge yourself into um, the college life. So I'm, I'm glad I did. But, you know, fortunately, timing worked out junior year, started the website. And then from there, instead of waiting longer to continue to scale it i was thinking to myself why not put my dresses in stores Um, not because i felt like that was the best way to grow the revenue um, although that helped but i was thinking to myself i didn't want to pay for marketing um, or google ads or facebook ads or anything like that just because i don't think it's very applicable for my business And so because of that, I remembered thinking to myself, if these dresses are in stores, I have customers and skaters and parents who are the end consumers that can see my product in person. And if that specific dress does not fit their daughter or their skater, they see the hang tag and they can say, oh, we can go get this dress from Elite Skatewear, let's go look them up online. So um, that was kind of my whole foundation and idea during the time of building my website, Calling retail stores, being this junior in college, and you know, basically not really knowing how to do the official pitch, but somehow did it. Mm -hmm. And
0: from there, just kind of kept going. That's amazing. You pursued so hard. And I mean, that's incredible that you had that foresight to know exactly what you wanted to do in terms of marketing and advertising and what you wanted to use as a channel and not. So, that's amazing. And and it paid off of course. And what was the process like? Like, when do you feel like you like made it or do you even feel like you've made it? Um, as of now, if that makes sense, like, Mm -hmm. was it when you had orders coming in from all sorts of people all over the world or people started mentioning you on Instagram, for example, like, Hey, I bought this from you and I competed in this competition and I got so many compliments. Like, have you had that like amazing moment yet?
1: I think for me, um, again, I I am a little bit more like rigid within myself. um, And that's probably a trait that you have or others have as well. But Mm -hmm. something that I I don't necessarily always give myself credit for is the whole idea of like, oh, I've made it because Mm -hmm. I think there's always a trajectory that I'm on that like, I'm going to continue to improve and I'm going to continue to get better. But that's not to say I don't sit back and just feel the incredible feelings of getting into my first retail store for example and then having other people across the U.S. email me rather than me emailing them and asking you know for me for them to carry the dresses in store so I think that was kind of like that first like wow feeling and then um, honestly when I had other stores from like Canada so actually where you're at and um, Mexico and other countries reach out and say hey you know we've seen your work like you know we'd like to see if there's potential uh you know opportunity for partnership you know what's your you know minimum order like all that stuff so that's been like a pretty unique process because I know that that was something I completely pursued on my own and to be really transparent I think like a lot of people that I I didn't tell many people about this but like when I told one or two friends or even my parents when I said yes I'm going to get in stores and I think for a lot of people they're like okay that's like amazing like they believe in you but they're like they, they don't they've never seen that attained by themselves so they don't know how realistic it is and so I think that was kind of the cherry on top for me is knowing so many people um, didn't really know how realistic that was going to become for me because I spoke about it and then I made it happen so I think that was just a really good feeling for me over the past 2 years
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I don't even know you in person, but I'm proud of you as well for being able to do that. Cause again, amazing accomplishment. Um, But I definitely going back to what you said um, a few minutes ago, I totally understand, you know, that feeling of being hard on yourself as well. Like, I feel like I'm the exact same way. And, you know, sometimes you do something big and everyone's praising you, but you still feel like I could do so much more. Like I know where I'm going to be in like five, 10 years. And I haven't hit that yet. And it's always like thinking those couple steps forward that sometimes it's difficult to take a step back and praise yourself and be like, I'm doing really well right now for who I am and how old I am and where I am as well. So it can be an interesting situation when you have a personality like ours, I would say, mm-hmm. to kind of just relax and just say, hey, like I'm, I'm proud of myself in this moment. But like you said, it does come through. And sometimes like, you know, you are able to kind of have that foresight and say, hey, I'm really like happy with what I've been doing. but I have, I have this feeling personally where I I can't stop myself from thinking all those steps forward. And I don't know if you're the same way, but I'm constantly thinking about what else I could do. Like, as soon as I achieve one thing, I'm like, okay, that's awesome. But what's the next step?
1: Yeah, I definitely think that's kind of like a syndrome in like the type of people that are
0: achievers, I would say. Um, And it really just kind of comes down to what drives you yeah definitely definitely i i agree with that 100 percent um but i do want to point out the fact that you've started this amazing global company as well as going to school as well as having a podcast as well as now doing a sales job as well have you been able to handle everything simultaneously and excel and put your hundred percent into everything as well
1: that's a great question i would say I attribute a lot of my ability to do so in simply knowing where my priorities stand. So, for me, I'd say I have three major priorities. The first one is always being about my health and wellness. I take, um, you know, obviously, as a previous competitive athlete, I've always been very fit and, you know, continuously working out or doing something active. And I know how that makes me not only feel and look, but just kind of the way it affects the mind and the way we're performing every day. So I think that's something I'm always prioritizing. And so um, with that, it helps me keep the the momentum and kind of pulls everything else together, you know, with my work and my projects. Um, and then my second one is just kind of saying, you know, when it comes to priorities, if something like going out on you know, a weekend or like a weeknight, even if someone asks me, hey, you want to go get drinks? Um, I'm always very conscious of what I say yes and no to. And um, I will be really transparent. Again, I, I do love going out. I would consider myself kind of a partier. But at the same time, um, I, I do balance it really well and I only do what's really worth my time. And so if it's not, I use my, that time that I said no to do the other things that I'd say yes to. So whether that's my projects or maybe going on a walk to catch up with a friend, things like that. Um, That kind of is like the glue for me in in keeping everything together. So I I don't indulge in just business work or just my nine to five job. Mm -hmm. I I do keep a balance and I utilize like Google calendar to like make sure I'm always keeping Mm -hmm. track of how many hours I spend in different areas. But at the end of the day, I always go back to what my top Three top two priorities are, and make sure that I'm doing those every day or like the minimum amount I s- commit myself to to ensure that everything else I'm doing outside of that is gonna be at an exceptional level.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's huge um, that you're able to prioritize yourself and your self care as well. And I think we come from similar backgrounds in the sense that I was. I guess, brought up as a competitive athlete as well. So that's been totally ingrained in my philosophy and just who I am as a person as well. And now that for me, competitive sports are over kind of you know surpassing the college phase and you know varsity sports phase as well, I'm now able to still incorporate it into my everyday life. And I found actually now with quarantine, um, I've been able to exercise every single day. Mm-hmm. And before that, when I was working my regular nine to five, I was maybe you know, exercising, I would say between three to five times a week, but even being able to exercise, you know, an, an increased amount of time per week, I found that my, my energy is higher. I'm more focused. I'm more productive. And it's huge. I think in prioritizing self-care and being athletic and being healthy and, you know, whether that's actually going out and working out or just, you know, eating healthy as well, all of that is so important. So yeah, I think it's really it's a it's a blessing that both of us have been brought up to be athletes and it's amazing when it's just part of you and you don't have to try too hard to kind of incorporate it into your lifestyle.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you, Alec. I I I feel you as well during my normal Um, you know, eight to five job days where I'm actually in the office or running around meeting with clients, it definitely feels a bit harder to squeeze that workout in. So um, I'd say I'm about like the same thing three to five times a week Mm -hmm. during the normal times. But yeah, just like quarantine, you know, with with nothing else to do, I've been working out and Mm -hmm. I, I love it. It does make me feel really grateful that I'm utilizing this time instead of just being on Netflix is you know take that 30 minutes Mm -hmm. you would have been you know 30-45 minutes you would have been watching an episode to just do a a workout and it feels really good after and it's just like if you want to choose something to improve during quarantine at least for me personally too it's like I've been saying hey you know what since ever since you started your nine-to-five job you've not you know sitting more and you're just kind of Mm
0: -hmm. not as
1: physically active as you know, I used to be on the ice like three hours a day. So it's like, okay, let's kind of see if you can get back to that level, you know, just take a goal and like run with it for the, for the next six weeks. So I I totally agree with you.
0: Absolutely. And right now, what's your go-to workout?
1: Yeah, that's super great question. Um, (laughs) So it's funny. So during quarantine, I've had obviously, like I said, more time to work out, more time to explore different things um, because unfortunately all the studios are closed. So I've been doing boxing. That's kind of something I just picked up. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I just picked it up during quarantine. Um, Just I'm working with like a personal trainer and we're doing like boxing sessions and it's just super fun because he was like, why do you get into boxing? And I was like, well, I've done it previously, um, kind of as like a studio workout, you know, there's like boxing studios. Oh yes, for sure. Um, but I was like, you know, I, I miss being athletic and miss like having something to like train for and just like feel a little bit more competitive in. And I felt like boxing kind of used a little bit more of like a, like a focused mentality. So that's been something I've been doing like once or twice a week. And then other things I'll do because, like, my knees kind of hurt from all, like, the impact I've had in skating. I don't mm-hmm. run as much, although I really do. I wish I could. Yeah. Um, I, I typically walk, like, six miles a day. So I'll do, like, maybe three mm-hmm. miles during lunch. And then I'll do, like, three or four miles um, towards the end of the day, like, around sunset.
0: Yeah. So like, that's we're a- actual twins, I, I walk the same amount every day, and I also have major knee problems, not from skating, but from lacrosse and soccer, and um, oh, okay. I used to run a lot as well on the pavement, mm-hmm. um, so <laughs> I also, like, my everyday workout is walking and hiking around my house, but then yes. I'll also go for runs, like, when I can usually like two or three times a week now but mm-hmm. yeah every day I'm outside walking those miles and getting getting my steps <laughs> in for sure so exactly it's such a good feeling like
1: I don't know yeah. if you wear an apple watch or or something when you're walking but it's just like nice to keep checking every time oh like God. how many steps you're at yes. cuz I'll see once I hit like 10,000 or usually it'll be like a little over cuz you mm-hmm. know you can't look at it exactly when it's 10,000 and I'll be like yes like that's such a good feeling cuz yes. I know that I can't do this on a normal mm-hmm basis. And so it's just nice because it's like, like yes. wow, I'm, I'm walking six miles. It's just good for my health. It's good to yes. be outside. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that's like my second go-to. And then my last one is usually just like something similar to Pilates, just like matte Pilates or something of that nature.
0: Yeah, for sure, and and like you said, I'm obsessed with checking how many steps I've done. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, the steps and hitting ten thousand does more for me than a piece of banana bread. <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> yes, I, I feel that, that one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I do have a question actually, because I know you do have your sales job right now, so that's your regular nine to five. Um, but what made you pursue a corporate career as well as having elite skate instead of maybe pursuing elite skatewear full-time after you graduated college? I love this question as well. I think, in my
1: personal opinion, I kind of think that there's a flaw in the way some people who graduate who feel very entrepreneurial, I think there's a flaw in thinking that you should just jump straight into your business and pursue it full-time. Not that I don't agree with doing it if one does do it, but I think that it has become a really common with the growth of entrepreneurship over the past like three years. And that's one reason why I didn't want to do it was because I didn't want to just be like an entrepreneur or like be a business owner simply because like that could be more of a route. I I'm a firm believer in being able to gain experience in all areas as much as possible. And for me, I went to school um, and you know, just like some other people who drop out of school to pursue a business full time. I think um, there's a lot of high risk with it, there's a lot of high rewards with it. And I'm not saying like I wouldn't be the type of person that wouldn't do it, but at the same time, I think if my philosophy in life is a lot about like life experience, and I think like I like to live a very fulfilled full life and so going to school for example and, and like meeting friends there and meeting a lot of lifelong friends and professors and whatnot I think that was a great experience for me and I wanted that same kind of feeling um, going into like a corporate job or like leaving a corporate job in the future if I were to was just to be able to look back and be like I, I experienced that I experienced like a sense of normal life and, and I know what it's like because I do like to see what it's like on both sides of the table um, you know because I don't think being in business is like great for everyone. I think there's people who are much better being in a corporate setting or like a small business setting, like whatever it is. So I wanted to get that experience first off. But secondly, going into sales, I know that if there's anything as close to entrepreneurship or being a business owner, it's sales. Mm -hmm. And um, I knew that sales, it takes a lot of grit. It takes a lot of um, getting no's to your face like a million mm-hmm. times and yeah. versus like one yes. So you get like a million no's and one yes. And um, you have to have like the stomach for it. And I know that I've been doing business and have a lot of no's and had you know months before where I didn't have sales. And Um, I wanted to just kind of almost prep that muscle for me, Um, Mm You know, whether I decided to continue going on into corporate years down the line, or eventually if I wanted to just step out and do a bunch of different projects for myself, um, I just wanted to get that experience because like I said, I'm a firm believer in being able to learn in anything you do and any experience or any person, regardless if they're younger than you, older than you, like you know it doesn't matter I, I believe in learning and continuous learning
0: yeah I love that philosophy so much and I feel like you're so beyond your years for recognizing that already it, it's awesome so <laughs> Thank I you. mean it's something I've heard from other people as well that are older though so again like I think you are beyond your years and in, in realizing that um but it's such a it's a strong philosophy that you have and I think it's one again that's paid off for you which is amazing and On a very like, I guess, similar scale, but smaller scale, I do think and agree that people should work in different types of environments for sure, because you do, again, learn so much from being in different and diverse places, whether that means working in different countries or, you know, working at a startup and then also working in a large corporation. Mm -hmm. If you have, I guess, like, you know, the ability to do so and have the opportunity to diversify the way that you're learning and experiencing work life, professional life, social life, all of it. I think you definitely should take hold of all those opportunities because even if you don't love one of those things you're doing you're still learning constantly through through all the process so Mm -hmm. it's huge to be able to do that I, i i will add as well too something that i didn't recognize that
1: i would have a huge takeaway from my current corporate job is the relationships i have built from this job um you know truly like i i will be honest i I definitely was not the biggest fan of going into doing a corporate job, despite my philosophy of yes. believing in always learning. I was very on board with doing it, but to be honest, I wasn't like, Oh, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, Yay, nine to five. Um, but but you know, I have to say, like, 80% of the reason why I love my job is because of the people, mm-hmm. and I've emphasized that so much to people around me, to my friends, to my family. Um, and a lot of those people are the ones that i you know recently celebrated my birthday with because you know after graduating college all my friends are in different cities now so actually all my best friends are not in southern california mm-hmm. so it it definitely like you know around my birthday i was like who am i going to celebrate with and next thing you know the the guys on my team like four or five of them took me out to a taco tuesday dinner um mm-hmm. and it's super awesome because these guys are my co-workers and like a year ago from that time i would have never thought that my next birthday was going to be celebrated with my coworkers that yeah, were all for guys sure. and, you know, taking me out for like a, a nice dinner and a drinks and like covering it for me. Like, I just never would have thought that. So I think that's something for me, you know, that I've learned is that um, you're, you're always going to gain something from it. And I think as well, like kind of going back to the theme of learning, you know, I, I learned how to deal with new people. I learned how to communicate with other you know, people in the workplace now. And I think I'll take that with me wherever I go, regardless if I stay at this company or go to another company or stay within this company for years, or just simply check out and go into my own thing. I think um, it'll be just a great chapter in my life that I'll be able to look back on and really appreciate. And Mm -hmm. I do see these people,
0: you know, I'll be connected with them years down the line. Absolutely. I feel like building relationships is the best part of anything, whether it's going to school, meeting new people in class, or joining a social activity, or like you said, you know, bonding with your coworkers as well. It's an amazing feeling to make all those connections and build those relationships. And sometimes it's more of a social level when you have people around your age. And sometimes it's more that mentorship as well. But building those relationships is huge. And Mm -hmm. I 100% agree. I felt the same way stepping into my job now that I've had for about nine or 10 months. I always wanted to work at a corporate company and that's what I'm doing. Um, But I kind of underestimated the fact that I would build so many fantastic relationships.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I had
0: my friend group, of course, like my social group from university and college and some high school friends as well. And friends from sports, you know, kind of like that I've accumulated all throughout my life and stepping into my job, I almost felt like I'm here to work, but not to make, you know, friends. But then all of a sudden you realize that these people are also very like-minded and you do get to have that bond and you share a different experience working together versus, you know, your other friends who aren't technically in that corporate environment with you, so I'm so happy that you're able to build those relationships. And I love a good Taco Tuesday, so that sounds awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's truly amazing. It's it's something that none of us should take for granted when it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. And you know, you ne- you truly never know where you can build your next, you know, mm-hmm.
0: great relationship or best friend absolutely absolutely um i do want to talk a bit about your podcast and blog so i know you did say you started your podcast in college which is awesome um so what made you want to embark on that endeavor and you know build it up and start it because it's thriving right now i've listened to a couple episodes it's awesome um -hmm. and you do such a good job uh but again what was kind of the motivation behind starting that
1: yeah thank you so much i i appreciate your support and kind words um My senior year, I actually started a different podcast. And at the time, um, I actually had a co host on that podcast. And only like a couple months ago, so back in like February 2020, was when I launched the current podcast today. But um, I have had experience in doing podcasts in general for like the past um, year now. And so um, I always wanted to just go into podcasting because I felt really aligned with the concept and industry of public speaking, of making an impact on other people's lives. I think that's for me kind of my major motivation and driving factor, um, which is funny because I do think that there's a big misconception about business owners or people who are business savvy is that typically I would say the average person would think that money drives them or something of monetary value or success or achievement is what drives them. And for some, it can be. But for me personally, I'd say what drives me the most is making a meaningful impact. And I've seen how I've been able to do that through just a podcast and my social media platforms. So I really wanted to launch the podcast to, to be able to do that and to talk about my expertise, um, you know, specifically in relationships and career and the mindset, because I think I have had a lot of in-depth experience in different areas of life, and I want to be able to share that with other young women to be able to take that as a learning experience for themselves. So I'd say I've always just been very attracted to the public speaking sector, so you could say. Um, And from there, I just wanted to really build off of it and just simply make impact.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I do agree with what you're saying in terms of the fact that there is a stereotype where people look at a business owner or, you know, someone who's high level in an organization, like an executive or a VP or a president, a CEO, whatever, whoever they are. And they kind of think this person must be a very like hard person, a very you know, a person that just cares about money and in building the business and nothing else. But I think at the heart of a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of business owners and successful people within corporations, you have these very kind hearted, genuine people. And I've seen it myself with, again, going back to my own experience in the company I'm currently at, our CEO is the most kind person ever. He cares about people. He cares about clients. And there's nothing better than actually bringing value to your clients and that's not driven by money. That's driven by the fact that they're happy and they love your company and they love the relationship you're building as well. Mm-hmm. So I think your your mission with your actual podcast is amazing and it definitely shines through. And uh, it's kind of the same thing for me right now. Like I'm you know, trying to connect with people who do want to better other people because a lot of times it's a gift to have those opportunities yourself to be an incredible person who's starting a business, who's traveled and done all these things like you've done. But then it's another gift on top of that to be able to storytell it and share it with others. So yeah, amazing job with all of it. I think it's gonna go so far. Thank you, I appreciate it. Of course. Um, So I know we are coming up close to our time. It's been amazing, amazing chatting with you. Um, I do think we do have to stay connected because you're awesome. Um, But before we go, I just wanna make sure everyone can find you on all your social platforms and also your website for um, your company, of course.
1: Yeah, so I'm on Instagram at Emily E. Duong. The podcast Instagram is called, or uh, well, the podcast itself is called the What Fulfills You Podcast. And um, the podcast Instagram is at What Fulfills You Pod. And I also actually just launched an ebook uh, focused on career and like, you know, career building. So um, definitely you guys can check that out on my blog, which is at emilyelisabeth.blog And then Elite Skatewear is just at Elite Skatewear on Instagram.
0: Amazing. I'll put all that in the show notes, by the way. So if anyone didn't catch it, go ahead and look there and definitely make sure to go ahead and check out Emily's Instagram as well as um, her podcast as well. I think it'll help anyone listening today. Um, so yeah, thank you again so much for coming and doing this. I loved your story and I can't wait to catch up again in a couple months, hopefully. Yes. Thank you so much. Amazing. All right. Thank you. Hey, gals. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you loved that conversation. I know I did. Um, If you enjoyed the conversation, please make sure to follow us on Instagram at WorkingGalsGuide. And of course, as well, rate, review, and subscribe. All right, then. Until next time.